the idea of the extraordinary happening in the context of the ordinary is what's fascinating to me. That's a quote from Chris Van Allsburg, author of Jumanji. Born June 18, 1949, he graduated from the Rhode Island School of Design in 1975 and decided to pursue a career as a sculptor. He set up his own studio after graduating, and while he focused on sculpture, he struggled for time within the studio and started sketching his ideas for art pieces at home. His wife thought that his drawings of his ideas would make good illustrations for children's books and showed them to a book editor. This faded meaning resulted in his first book, The Garden of Abdul Ghazazi. This is a quote from a Time Magazine article about the inception of his second book, Jumanji, and this is taken from an interview ahead of today's film. I recalled as a child being interested in playing board games, but always at the same time being slightly disappointed because it was all pretend. When you bankrupted your parents when they landed on Boardwalk and they had to hand over all their money, it just wasn't real. So I had in mind this idea that it would be great if there were board games that actually delivered what they promised. With that in mind, I contemplated different kinds of games where that might produce an interesting result, and I settled on a jungle adventure game because of the cognitive dissonance. You know, Rhino Stampede, we've all seen that, but you've never seen a Rhino Stampede in a dining room. True dat, Chris, true dat. With all that to do, you know, we're talking Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle. They call me Mr. Mr. and hot, fresh new episode of the Mr. Franchise Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Johnson, but you can just call me Mr. Franchise. If this is your first time tuning in, this is the show where each week I invite out fellow film lovers to discuss, rate, and review all your favorite film series, sequels, remakes, reboots, and shared universes. Before I hit up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B.A., and start this episode... I'll remind you to stick around until the end to hear what I'll be chatting about next week, and I'll give you a little recommendation of something to watch or listen to in between apps. If you dig the show, you can give us a follow, like, or subscribe on your podcast app of choice, on Twitter at MrFranchisePod, or on Instagram at ShoreLoser. With that, I give you Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. Oh, Where's the rest of me? Oh my god. Fridge? Yeah, I'm Fridge. Who are you? It's me, Spencer. Who is she? Martha? Why am I wearing half a shirt and short shorts in the jungle? I think we got sucked into Jumanji and we become the avatars we chose. So that means Bethany? 
I'm an overweight middle-aged man. Well, I don't have my Claritin, and all I see around here is pollen. Well, I don't have a top two feet of my body. Damn, that is a man right there. Don't cry, don't cry. Don't cry, it's gonna be okay. Zoology, bitch. <laughs> and with that, you know it's time for 2017's Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle. Still got J-Miles, she couldn't escape from the game. <laughs> Still here. Not between segments. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this time we got Jake Kasdan stepping in the director's chair. Reading that, I was instantly a little more into watching this movie. Because uh, he's the man behind Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. And uh, he also uh, directed Orange County. Which Interesting. I haven't seen in a while, but I remember quite enjoying that Jack Black. Uh, I do too. Colin, Colin Hanks. Hanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm, which is... Probably why he ends up being in this movie. Right, I forgot about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, both of them are in this one. Yeah, I think like Jack Black is in almost all of his movies in some capacity. Right. So he keeps bringing them back. But yeah, and I was like, why do I know that last name? His dad is like a famous writer-director. He directed The Big Chill back oh, in the day. Oh, great movie. But he also wrote like the new Star, Star Wars like Han Solo movie, but also wrote like... Empire Strikes Back back in the day. He wrote uh, at least one of the Indiana Jones flicks. I think, yeah, he wrote uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, Yeah. Wow. He's, yeah, it's just uh, like cinema royalty, basically. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, I was surprised. Although, I mean, for every Star Wars, there's a Dreamcatchers on his resume. Ah, fair enough. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, his son, as far as I'm concerned, has like a glowing resume he's only worked on great shit mm-hmm. even including uh freaks and geeks and undeclared ah. so might have a mutual bud maybe <laughs> um so uh it opens with a fella finding the game on a beach in 1996 and a year later than jumanji one so mm-hmm. there could have been some games in between there but uh this guy brings it home for his kid, and his kid's like, ah, board games. It's for kids. So then he doesn't care about it, but then Jumanji hears him say that. And it's like, oh, what are you playing over there? Video game. That can be a video game. Mm-hmm. So then it sucks him in. Which, like, I'd like that they introduce the fact that it can shapeshift. And, like, the green light thing this time made it seem like it was more technology mm-hmm. than, like, magic. Yeah, so. for sure. So Yeah, and I really liked that, too. And I liked how they did this kind of updated game version for mm-hmm. the for the new Jumanji. It was yeah. a great twist. Because I think, like, going into the game is, like, obviously a great jumping-off point for a sequel. Mm-hmm. But also, like, keeping it still in the realms of, like... This thing wants to present itself as a game, so it's like if you just get sucked in and you're trapped in Jumanji without playing the game, then that's no fun. So I mm-hmm. like that they like bring in the video game aspect because gives them more like tropes to play with. Definitely. Um, but yeah, but kid gets sucked into the game, and then we're like, oh, what's gonna happen? Obviously, our new Alan Parrish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's like. It's a little faster, a little looser, less heartfelt. Like, I don't... I wasn't thinking about this character throughout the movie other than, like, 
obviously he's going to come back as an avatar. <laughs> but, like, I wasn't, like, in the same way I was, like, waiting for Alan to come back in the OG. Totally, yeah. And there's no real emotional connection with this character at all. Mm -hmm. And he just kind of happens. Yeah, and even, like, his dad is, like, a less emotionally dense version of the old dad. It's like... Oh, they live in a spooky house now because his dad let things go after mm -hmm. his boy went missing. But it's not like they weren't having issues or anything. So totally kind of takes the emotional punch out of it, but it's still like well shot and well executed for sure. Um, but we meet our new crew. It's like nerd boy, jock boy, self obsessed girl, and like nervous girl. Mm hmm. And you have like one of those classic like. Nerd boy and jock boy used to be really good friends, mm -hmm. but now the jock's too cool for him and doesn't talk to him at school. Mm -hmm. and, Only yeah. to make him do his homework for him. True. <laughs> uh, I volunteered to do it. You volunteered <laughs> to write his papers? Let's see in the classic uh, comedian Mark Evan Jackson. He's mm -hmm. like a good uh, UCB boy in there as the principal. Yeah, I love when they can fill in side roles with great actors and totally. actresses. Even like his, uh, the one girl's teacher, um, the like female comedian who played her teacher. I was like, I love her vibe. Awesome. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, <clears throat> we uh, meet. They like meet out front of our new stand-in Jumanji house to exchange homework. Um, then basically they all end up getting detention throughout the day. Martha for Sassner, gym teacher, and being like, oh, well, I, I, I could do other things that won't result in me becoming a gym teacher. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, the two boys get detention for plagiarism because mm -hmm. that one kid, nerd kid, just accidentally uses the same <laughs> phrases in all of his papers. Right. And then um, the other, like, mean girl mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, she gets detention for talking on a cell phone during a test in class which is like <laughs> you gotta be next level stupid <laughs> do something like that yeah totally um but yeah they go to detention club and they just have to take staples out of things but luckily for some reason jumanji has made its way into the school yeah, I wonder how that happened. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, we could have even seen it in a donation box or something, but mm -hmm. it didn't go so far. Let's say lovey. <laughs> <laughs> they pick their characters and get sucked in, noting that one character can't be picked. And it's like, what is this crazy system that has five controller ports? <laughs> mm -hmm. It's wild and it's news to me. <laughs> um, so they change into their characters... And they're, like, right into the game. The one kid is suddenly the rock. Which is great. <laughs> I, I the love rock. the rock. I love the whole team up, actually. It's, like, great cast. Because mm -hmm. um, even Kevin Hart, I think off-air we were talking, like, he's a person who, when I see him show up in a cast, I'm, like, a little worried. Because I'm, like... Definitely. Is he going to be the one to ruin this, or are they going to use him well enough to keep him in my good books? Mm -hmm. It's like a male equivalent to Melissa McCarthy in that yeah, way for, for me. Yeah, for sure. I'm like, you are either going to be just enough, or you're going to be too, too much. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they realize they all have tattoos denoting how many lives they have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I did love this whole avatar, them figuring out who the others were. Yeah. And 
Hot Girl Becomes Jack Black. Yeah. Classic. Right, because what was the name? She thought she was choosing a female yeah, avatar. It was Shelly. Right. <laughs> Short for Sheldon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that I was mean, great. It was like the curvy scientist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ridiculous. Right. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, Jack Black. Perfect casting. Karen Gillian. She's fantastic, underrepresented, I feel like, in movies. Although, like, she is in some huge movies. Like, she's okay. Nebula in Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Um, but, yeah, she's in one of my favorite horror fl- films <laughs> from the last few years. Oculus. I ah, if you saw that. I but have not. It's like her and her brother against, like, a haunted mirror. And it is fucking awesome it's just an evil ass mirror cool yeah so yeah that was like an evil mirror that was my first taste of her not in blue makeup and i was like oh you actually slay it and like she was like i was surprised this movie treated her character as well as it did Mm -hmm. because i mean when you see someone show up in a laura croft outfit it's hard not to assume they're gonna be treating her at a tomb raider level totally yeah but no i thought it was good i thought she was great and i love that whole like the nerds are then the like badasses yeah it was really great and it's like okay the jock has to be like okay what would it be like if my entire identity wasn't like my physical yeah (laughs) like appearance totally um and yeah, even that one girl being in Jack Black, just so many of the great comedic moments, mm-hmm. like getting eaten by a hippo immediately. That was oh, like, yeah. So good. I was like, that was one of the few moments that was like, that's like the level of movie one's intensity. Right. <laughs> it's a pretty visceral chop down. Yeah, it really is. <coughs> and that's how they discover the life thing, right? Mm-hmm. She gets eaten. Falls from the sky. Mm-hmm. And has a one last tattoo. Mm-hmm. I liked how that worked. Mm-hmm. Um, so the hippos chase them, but Murray from Flight of the Concord saves them. Right. <laughs> it's like, hell yeah, Murray. And he's the first NPC. I loved the, like, playing around with, like, he can only say so many things. I really loved that, too. I thought that was great. And I haven't played one of those games in so long. It was a nice throwback to, yeah. yeah. And, like, his delivery was perfect of, like, he can just hit the same line in the same way every time. Totally. Yeah, but not enough Murray out there, so the more the Murrayer. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they watch a cutscene. I kind of wish they went harder on this and, like, had them doing, like, little bits of commentary every time we cut away from them being like, oh, it's another cutscene. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, because I liked all the, like, cutting away to Bobby Cannavale as, like, the um, bad guy in this one. I always love him. Yeah, he's the new Van Pelt. He's got, like, the same name. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, him, a little uh, movie one connection, him and Patricia Clarkson are in a fucking great movie called The Station Agent with um, Peter Dinklage. Yes, that's uh, a great movie. That's a Stone Cold classic. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's just those three holding it down, acting their pants yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's fun with words in this episode. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they reveal that, like, uh, Van Pelt has the jewel of Jumanji. Right. So it's allowed him to control all the animals. So, like, yeah, I was kind of like, why didn't anyone else invoke that power once they got the jewel? But 
Right. <laughs> whatever. They're kids. They're not thinking it through. But I True. feel like they could have taken control of the animals. Or, like, there was the moment where, like, Kevin Hart, like, communes with the elephant. But I feel like they hinted at that not being related to him having the gem. Yeah, that seemed more just, like, a true connection there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the mouse and the elephant. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And it being mouse, not moose. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just all made poor assumptions. <laughs> but yeah, they get the jewel, they're on their way. And then, like, Jack Black's just like staring at the rocks, like standing on the edge of the cliff. And he's like, Damn, now that's a man. <laughs> I was like, oh, Wow. <laughs> oh, so <that> good. great. <laughs> and then they find out their stats. I liked that little. Yeah. It's like, oh, let me press your stats for you. Yeah. Yeah, terrible, but so funny. Mm-hmm. And then the like, the mean girl has to um, interpret the map because she's like the map specialist. Right, the expert. Yeah, I do like how that also. She's the only one who can even see the maps, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Yeah, it's like okay, now you have like we all have to put faith in each other, or else we're trapped in here. Mm-hmm. That's where a bit of that emotional connection comes in for this one. They yeah. have to work together. And... It's less like kids and adults, and it's more like, we'll keep it to the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they run from the motorcycle crew going Mad Max over those jumps and stuff. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bobby's evil crew. Yeah, so it's just a bunch of dudes shooting rockets. And Ruby starts getting into character and like has a sweet jump kick and like smokes some dude in the face. Yeah. Yeah, she's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I do like that, like, yeah, it's basically, like, the two nerdy kids learning how to, like, be brave and, like, oh, you have skills, use them. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and, and, like, the, yeah, it's sort of like the jock dude is like, oh, I have to realize that, like, supporting people is a part of life as totally. well. Totally. The only one I didn't get was that, like, all of their skills and their strengths and stuff were already there, like... Mm-hmm. And they use them, but with the rocks, one of those was, like, fearlessness or something, you know? But he was quite scared. mm -hmm. And I know he had to learn how to overcome that, but it was kind of this one that was in there that he wasn't fearless. Yeah, it's like they could have just not put that in there and had him still overcoming that. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, that was a little, like, yeah. Why even put that in? Mm-hmm. But uh, I love that one of Kevin Hart's weaknesses is strength. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. Like, and cake. cake. <laughs> that was an amazing moment. <laughs> to jump there already. Mm-hmm. They're like in a market and some dude's like, oh, rations. And they're all <laughs> eating bread. And the one girl's like, oh, I haven't had bread in years. And it turns out to be pound cake. Mm-hmm. And he's like eating it and he's like, uh, am I like swelling up? Oh, I feel fine. <laughs> like takes a couple steps and explodes. Like, yeah, that, that was, was fantastic. It was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Yeah, me too. Courtesy of Kevin Hart, no less. One of my weaknesses is also cake. So. Yeah, <laughs> I will not explode. I will just expand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, one of the dudes in the background, like selling stuff in the bazaar. He's the guy who did, I don't know if you ever saw the Adult Swim-like video that was very Tim and Eric style called Too Many Cooks. Yes. Yes, so the guy who wrote and directed that is like one of the like vendors in that bazaar. That's a good fact. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah. Well, that was good, Too Many Cooks. Yeah, and, and like 
I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some more comedy coming out of that guy. Cause mm-hmm. That was like an in-between TV shows, like two-minute thing that went crazy viral. Yeah, so. totally. Good on him. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, the first boomerang kill, I love that he like throws and it's right. like, oh, great job. And it's like, and two minutes later, it just murders all of them spectacularly. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. So this is the point where they realize that they're losing lives. Um, and um, Kevin Hart shows Jack Black how to use a penis. <laughs> right. Yeah, he was so... Um, I can't think of my words right now. I thought that was great. Yeah, such a good contrast. But Martha, come look at my penis. <laughs> it's like, uh, no. <laughs> I loved how amused she was. That character gets so much more likable as as she goes along. Mm-hmm. It's great. It, yeah, I was like, somehow you took the premise of the hot chick with mm-hmm. Rob Schneider yeah. and <laughs> turned it into a side character in a movie and made it way stronger. So. Totally. Um, but yeah, the bad guy was so good being creepy. I love that they go like Oogie Boogie style, like Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. And there's like bugs crawling out of his ears and like totally. scorpions coming out of his mouth. Like Yeah, oh. I thought that was really well done. He was a good villain. Yeah, it's like yuck, but right on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so then the girls have a little girl talk and <laughs> Jack Black is teaching uh, Karen how to flirt. Oh, yeah. Another scene that I was just like, you guys are clearly just riffing right now, and Jack Black is killing it. Totally. He's like shaking his hair out. He's <laughs> yeah. like, give me a flip, give me a flip. <laughs> <laughs> Showing her at a walk, I was like, yeah, no need to even take notes, I'm just having a good time. Mm-hmm. It was uh, so good, and she of course loses all those skills once she needs to use them. Yeah, she's terrible, but then she does a dance fight. And right, one of her strengths, yeah, dance fighting. Yeah, kicks some butt, <laughs> and then yeah, the, then it's time for the boys to have a fight, and they have a little bro fight, and Kevin Hart wastes one of the other dude's lives, which I was like... I would have been way more pissed about that than that guy was. Yeah, it's like, totally. Hey, I might die in this game. Maybe, like, don't waste my life. Yeah. Like, punch me if you want, but... Yeah, I would have been pretty mad about that, too. Yeah, but it's like, he does get to kill him later on for a purpose, so... True. It evens out. But uh, I love that they keep bringing back the smolder. It's one of his special moves. Yes. It's like... Do you have control over that, or does it just happen? It just happens. <laughs> it's like The Rock is the perfect person to smolder. Yeah, he was, and yeah, he was the perfect person for this role. I'm so happy that The Rock mm-hmm. was in this. And The Rock said that when he was like 16, he was built like a 45-year-old man. He was like 260 pounds. He was mm-hmm. like 6'3 or something like that, and he had like a full mustache when he was 16. But he said he was like as nervous as the kid in this movie. Uh, yeah, that would have been rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he found his found his calling. He definitely did. I would have liked to see The Rock at 16. That would be interesting. Yeah, I imagine it'd be like early wrestling rock but with a mustache yeah totally or i picture that like picture where he's wearing the fanny pack and the turtleneck Mm -hmm. that's the classic yeah yeah what a likable guy Mm -hmm. a sweetheart Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. can't wait for that hobbs shaw spinoff the jason statham totally 
director of John Wick 1, and he also did the new Deadpool, so... Interesting. Very stoked. Should be good. Um, but yeah, this cake explosion, and at this point, uh, they meet up with, um, the first guy who gets caught in the game, who's like the captain. Right. Um, and Jack Black drops the line, I'm a map doctor, <laughs> he's just trying to describe his power. That was good. Uh, loved it. And this guy's just, like, making cocktails and hanging out, he doesn't want to lose his lives, and he's kind of content just to live in Jumanji. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I would not want to live there forever, but this that is sort of where we get the hint that, like, Jumanji might be making this guy think he hasn't been there as right. long as he has. Because they're like, uh, you've been in here for 20 years. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm sure. Yeah, he has no idea, like, why they're talking differently, and, yeah. <laughs> well, I I'm, I'm jumped over this part, but when they have the staring contest with the black mamba oh yeah that was great <laughs> who's great at staring and not blinking I'm amazing at it <laughs> and like they pop it open she immediately moves yeah. and then Kevin Hart's special ability since he's a zoologist he can defang that snake properly yeah that was great that and was their first working together in, like, such a strong way, I think. Yeah, and then The Rock has, like, a bit of an action scene here where he's taking out a bunch of dudes, sneaks in a rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Love that. Would have liked to see a people's elbow. But... Yeah. Yeah, but... That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he does give a lot of wrestling moves up in his he films. Does, for so sure. I feel like we'll save the people's elbow for number three. Fair enough. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I was loving that over-the-top action of him, like, throwing dudes through walls and, like, up through the ceiling. Yeah, me too. It was, like, fun and good. Do the level of cartoony effects, like, movie one. Um, uh, meet player one, and, like, at one point he's talking to Jack Black, and he's like, you're a girl? And he responds, a woman. (laughs) I was like, hell yeah. (laughs) And then the bad guy kills a dude with a scorpion from out of his mouth. Right. That was really fucking gross. Yeah, it was great. I love that scene. And even, like, his eye that, like, he is drifting back a bit. It's, yeah. Like, nicely done. He brings a bit of that Jumanji one, like, adult edge to it. Totally. Um, and then he reveals that he's living in Robin's house from movie one. It's like... An Alan Parrish, like, carving in there. Right. And even, like, the little, uh, like, the elephant piece they find that's, like, a hint at, like, the last piece of the map, that's his piece from movie one. Yeah. Yeah, I like those throwbacks. Those are great. And then all the pieces from the original game are, like, appear as statues throughout the movie, so they even do see the elephant statue at the Mm -hmm. end. But I would have loved it if they threw in a straight-up Robin Williams statue as, like best player of the game or something like that yeah that would have been great mm-hmm. or like had he been alive a freaking cameo would have been amazing yeah for sure yeah if only yeah because like even before he died they were like they announced that they were fully working on a new mist fire with everyone coming back and i was like yes oh bring it on yeah yeah but unfortunately <sighs> In another in another Jumanji dimension, we're mm-hmm. watching new Robin Williams movies. Definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, at this point they've got the full team, and they're like, okay, we're going for it. Oh, I guess this is the point where we get the flirt tips, but I was mean, <laughs> too excited before I had to do it. 
Um, but they realize that uh, he's the kid from the 90s because he keeps using crazy slang. He's, like, getting jiggy with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so, yeah, he's like, oh, shit, my parents think I've been dead for 20 years. And then there's the flirt dance to the ska cover of Ooh, Baby, I Like Your Way. Yeah, which was... That was 311 level. Yeah, (laughs) it totally... Yeah, what a musical choice there. Yeah, it's like, that is a hard style. If you motivated that with it being the music of this 90s kid, although I guess they kind of, like, it is a tape... Like, it is like Jumanji made this thing based on the technology it saw around it at that time. Yeah, it's true. So maybe the ska was a choice. <laughs> but it works for me as a choice, not as a musical choice. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, especially playing it more than once in this movie. I was like, oh, please stop that. Yeah, I did not need to keep hearing that. It was pretty terrible. Yeah, but uh, like getting a chopper, it's immediately going down from taking some missile fire. Right. And then they're chasing, getting chased by albino rhinos in a little uh, gully there. There is a restaurant chain that at least exists in Canada called Earl's, mm-hmm. that their house beer was albino rhino. Yeah. But they had to change it because of, like, taking heat from the albino community. Really? So it really shocked me that they were throwing that in this movie, and it's like... Interesting. I didn't know that Earl's ever changed their beer. Yeah, they had to, and like, yeah, my friend Nabil of the podcast was like, of course, he was like, you changed the name of your beer, tell me every reason why. (laughs) I need to know this beer's life story. Yeah, (laughs) of course. And then the server explained it to him, but it's like... As far as this movie's concerned, either Earl's stick to your guns a little bit more and defend yourself, mm-hmm. or albino people, come on, and go for the big dogs. Like, yeah, seriously. Take down Jumanji. Yeah. <laughs> Show them that you care. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Maybe so, it's just the Canadian albino community that had an issue yeah. and not American. Yeah, they're the troublemakers. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet at us, angry Canadian albinos. <laughs> um... But, uh, yeah, at this point, the jewel is surrounded by albino rhinos. Right. And then the rock is like, okay, how are we going to deal with this? Sorry, mouse. And it tosses Kevin Hart out of the helicopter, and they leave him for dead after they get that jewel. He is traumatized from seeing things and touching things. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's what Robin Williams is talking about in movie one. Yeah, maybe. It seemed to be the same kind of illusions there. Yeah, I've seen things that can't be seen. <laughs> <laughs> like an albino rhino dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Alex gets a little bug bite and dies. And so he's losing his last life and they're like, oh, snap. This boy's dead for good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But... I like that they work in this video game trope of, like, giving a buddy a life. Totally. You know, like, start giving him mouth-to-mouth, and it's, like, sucking the tattoo away. Mm-hmm. And then Jack Black Girl is like, I'll give up a life for this guy who I don't even know. She is in love with him, though, mm-hmm. by this point. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, but it's like, obviously he's not, he can't be in love with her because she looks like Jack Black. Yeah. <laughs> and is acting like a 16-year-old girl. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, she gives him a life, and then they have, like, a big hug, sweet moment, and then Kevin Hart's like, uh, you got a bit of a situation. She's like, oh, my God, realizes she has a huge boner. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah, she still hasn't learned to uh, <laughs> control her new body part yeah. yet. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert, sometimes there is no control. <laughs> <laughs> Especially for those adolescents out there. Fair enough. <laughs> Tough years, awkward, awkward times. Mm-hmm. Hold those books close, kids. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they have a little flirt break where everyone's, like, hitting on somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jack Black's hitting on Alex, and uh, and the two nerds are kind of hitting it off. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, he reveals he's a metalhead and he's a drummer. And then there's, like, a super awkward kiss between The Rock and Karen Gillian. Yes. Or Gilligan, I don't know. But yeah, that's like, I thought that was such a solid joke of like, always in like adventure movies, it's like, okay, the two like babely leads are going in for their big smooch, and it's like, the like hero pose moment, and it's like, no, this movie, it's like, that is gross. (laughs) You both are terrible at this. Yeah, super awkward. Yeah, and that's like kind of what I expected to happen in the first movie when they were going in for a kiss. So totally. I was happy to see that here. Mm-hmm. Um, so they find the Jaguar at this point and are trying to figure out how to beat the last level. Right. And then, uh, yeah, they're like, oh, we got to go up, so I'll go into the trees. Mm-hmm. Spooked by a squirrel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's down to one life. Yeah, it's like pretty high stress at this point. Yeah, and it just starts moving pretty quick, but this point they're all like okay we can't be scared even though a bunch of us are down to one life we got to do the ultimate team up where everyone plays their part yeah and i did like that everyone kind of gets their moment yeah totally even like kevin hart gets to save the day a bit with his elephant yeah classic elephant and mouse team up mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he rolls in on his elephant zoology badge <laughs> <laughs> but yeah great moment i thought it was a solid uh, solid wrap up where it's like okay I have to die by getting bitten by a snake after getting the gym mm-hmm. that way I can fly through the sky and toss it to the rock totally Who Bobby like... did not see that coming when mm-hmm. he's standing in the snake pit with her mm-hmm. yeah, I'll be interested to see yeah cause like in the first one Van Pelt was based off of Robin Williams dad and even the rhyme was sort of like like something like oh this guy will make you feel like a child or something like right. that. So I'm interested to see like what when they try and explain the mechanics of the game like mm-hmm. who was that Van Pelt is that maybe the originator of the game or something. Right. But it's so bizarre. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, they. Um, <clears throat> I like the one part where the rock like fences in the jaguars with a flamethrower. That mm-hmm. was pretty cool. Really cool. Um, but yeah, at this point, yeah, they've kind of wrapped it up. They get the gym in there. They all shout Jumanji. And, oh, uh, yeah, it doesn't work at first until mm-hmm. they all shout it. Yeah, and then Bobby disappears, and then uh, Murray shows up to <laughs> bid them adieu. Yeah. He's their handshake portal out of there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did like that they sort of take that uh, minute to A, have Jack Black say goodbye to his penis, and mm-hmm. and B, I like that they have that moment where the kid's like, why would I want to stop being the rock? Like, let's stay. I know. Did you think he was going to stay? I think in the original version, they stayed for a bit, or like that talk went on longer, I was mm. reading. But like... I was kind of thinking, like, him and Martha might stay as a sequel setup. That's kind of what I thought, too. Mm-hmm. I was surprised when he went back. Mm-hmm. But I did like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, it was a little weird because they changed the dynamic of, like, the time jump in this one as well, where it's like, 
those four kids definitely remember everything. And Colin Hanks does when we re- are revealed that Alex grows yeah. up to be Colin. Yeah, he names his kid after one of them, and he clearly remembers all of their names. Yeah, and it's like, okay, this is playing around a little more with the, like, does this guy know what's been going on? Yeah, totally. I was interested to know how they were going to handle that, because it's like, you couldn't have the situation with them falling in love back in real life, because she was a teenager and he was an adult, so I was interested to see how they were going to handle that, and I, like, I thought they did a good yeah, job. Yeah, I like that they go with the, oh, I named my first daughter after you, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's a sweet shout out. Yeah. <clears throat> so then, uh, so a little smooch between our nerds at the end, and then they all bust up the game together. Mm-hmm. So, with that, I'll transition into some fun facts. Um, originally, when they busted the game, one of the alternate endings was, like, everyone's phones buzz, and they realize everyone in their school just got, like, the download of a Jumanji mobile game. So they're like, oh, shit, this is going to go way crazier. Wow. But, like, I'm glad they held off on jumping to that just yet, because, like, I'm glad they didn't, like, tie their hands and, like, we have to go one route for the next one. Totally. Rather than, like, okay, we like these characters and stuff and, like, we can go deeper or it's, like, they can swap out the kids if they want to. They can jump ahead or back in time. Yeah, they have so many options now. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad they left the door open. Mm-hmm. Um, J- uh, Dwayne Johnson said if he could have played any other role, he would have played Jack Black's character. <laughs> He's like, I know my, how much fun he had every day playing a 16-year-old self-obsessed girl. That is awesome. Um, Tom Holland, uh, the new Spider-Man, was originally cast as Seaplane McDonough, but uh, he had to drop out because he was too busy filming Spider-Man Homecoming, ah. which I think he would have been... Even better, but I didn't mind Jonas, boy, old Jonas brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, oh yeah, that was funny. Um, I was surprised to see a Jonas brother pop up. Yeah, I'm definitely not a big follower of their music, but I was like, that. Ah, he was a, like, he didn't take me out of it as an actor, which I fully expected him to be. Totally. Just like a stunt cast. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tom Holland, obviously a better actor. Yeah. I mean, he is, have you seen Infinity War? <laughs> wrenched some tears out of my face. (laughs) Um, But yeah, according to uh, Jake Kasdan, the only person he wanted for each of the leading roles is actually playing that part. So he got everyone he wanted. Amazing. Um, So Sir Darius Blaine, which is the real-life name of the kid who played Fridge, is actually not a kid at all. He's 30 years old. Holy shit. 30? Yeah, Alex was 25, uh, and, like, Spencer, Martha, and Bethany were all between 18 and 20, and they were all, like, playing, like, what, like, 15, 16 years old? Um, That is really funny. I mean, it's always like that. I remember as a kid waiting, I was like, when I hit high school, or, like, the guy's gonna look like that? Like, cause... Yeah, like, fucking scream. It's like, (laughs) I am Matthew Lillard and the fucking Billy. (laughs) Like, people are not gonna look like that in high school. Yeah. A couple people. Yeah. But, like, most people will look like their kids. but the school scenes were shot at the same school where the school scenes for Goosebumps were shot. Also, Interesting. Also a Jack Black flick. Right. Um, there was a poster for Uncharted 4 in Spencer's room at the start, which is a Sony game, mm-hmm. company that made this movie. 
but the score for that game is also done by Henry Jackman, who did the score for this movie. So, oh, a little shout out. Interesting. Um, out of respect for wildlife, the animal skin wardrobe worn by Van Pelt's goons is made from synthetic materials. Ah, so. nice vegan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, vegan furs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Potential band name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the Rundown, the rock movie, was internationally released as Welcome to the Jungle. Ah. Yeah. So, like, I think people in other countries, some of them may have been mistaken in thinking this was a sequel to that. That is awesome. That would really throw you off. It's Definitely. like, oh, they're crossing over the rundown in Jumanji. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, all right. So, um, Jack Black and Colin Hanks don't share any scenes in this movie, but they both star in Orange County by the same director. Right. And they also share some scenes together in Peter Jackson's King Kong. Oh, mm-hmm. oh yeah, actually, I remember that now. Yeah. And another little Hanks uh, fun fact, Tom Hanks was considered for the role of Alan Parrish in the original Jumanji. Wow. And, like, I think if anyone could have stepped in there and done a great job like Robin, I think it would have been Tom. Definitely, and that would have been a nice tie-in then, too, to the second. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't go wrong with a little Hanks, as mm-hmm. far as I'm concerned. Um, <clears throat> so Jake Kasdan, son of uh, Lawrence Kasdan, the writer of Raiders of the Lost Ark, and I mentioned that earlier, the first Jumanji was directed by Joe Johnston, who was a visual effects artist on Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh-huh. So they're both like, it's like Spielberg family, for sure. Totally. Um, so, the original, uh, ba, ba, ba. Oh, that's not a fun fact at all. <laughs> not even going to say that. Um, so, there was an ending where they did end up staying in the game, and then, yeah, uh, this is, um, a quote from Jack Black. I say we take this mother into space, because my question with Jumanji is, what is this game? Who invented this game? It has to be some alien technology, am I right? Or it's some crazy jungle medicine magic man. <laughs> or medicine man magic. Um, I want to know where it's from. Give me some fucking origins, y'all. Which, I think that's a great place to go. I think even, like, if you showed, like, th- those avatars, like, how did those people become the avatars or something? And, like, yeah, maybe if they were real people or something. But, totally, I'd be interested to see what they do with another one after this. Yeah, I want to see Origins, and yeah, just like what comes next, for sure. I was pleasantly surprised by this. And with that, what would you say out of five for Tumanji? Oh, man. I'm going to say... I don't know. Let's... I'm going to say like a 2.9? Yeah, I, I I thought it was like solid. I liked it. I was definitely into it the whole time. I liked it way more than I thought I was going to. I loved all the way the characters played off each other. But if I'm thinking that I gave number one a three point five, mm-hmm. number one still holds like a really special place in my heart. And but this one was good, solid. Yeah, I think as well. Like number one definitely has just a little more emotion to it. A little more depth, and, like, mm-hmm. the side character game is a little stronger. Totally. But this one was, like, way funnier than I expected. Mm-hmm. I had a much better experience than I was getting, thought I was getting into, and, like, 
I would be happy to watch this movie again. Mm -hmm. I think I'd throw down a 3.4 on this one. So definitely, I do think it is a step down from number one, mm -hmm. a little less classic, but mm -hmm. I mean, if you told me before I watched this if I thought a Jumanji sequel would be any good, I mm -hmm. would have told you no, and now I'm, I think it's good, and I'm excited to see what they do next with it. So. Yeah, totally. I feel the same way. Yeah, so Jumanji. Jumanji. I say check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with that, I think it's time to hand it off to myself for a little outro. Thanks for coming back, Jmos. Thanks for having me. Peace. It's lights out for this little franchiser, but don't you fret, friends. I'll be back next week to discuss the Cloverfield Paradox. Skipping one and two and jumping straight to everyone's all-time fave. If you're looking for something to keep you busy between episodes, this week's recommendation comes in the form of the oh-so-bad-but-oh-so-good 1994 film The Shadow. I don't know why adventure films always make me think of it, but if you're in the mood for a cheesy romp, this one is a treat. You got Tim Curry hamming it up, Alec Baldwin eating greasy meat with his insane long fingernails, Ian McKellen being a dimwit, and an evil descendant of Genghis Khan in there for good measure. And also a cameo from the knife from the Golden Child. <laughs> Same knife with a face. Classic. It's right in that sweet spot of bad but entertaining for me. I think you'll have a good time with it. Peep that trailer in the show notes if you're interested. If you like the show, give us a follow, a like, or subscribe on your podcast app of choice. Or you can find me on Twitter at MrFranchisePod, on Instagram at ShoreLoser. Share us with a friend, spread the word, helps keep this podcast on the rails, baby. Peace out until next time. Well, you know, I love the original movie as well, and so I would be inclined to have the same trepidation. I, you know, in this particular case, the movie we're making is really so different. Um, we're, we're, we're taking, hopefully, you know, our endeavor, our hope was to take the sort of, some of the power and magic of the original movie and infuse that into a totally different kind of story about the life of this game.